Welcome to the Unsuccess Podcast, a podcast where we talk about ministry and life and faith and uh, anything else we think of here in North Portland. I am David Libby. And I am Josh Hawk. And that was that was like a B minus intro, but uh, we'll go with it. Um, this we're is the second episode in season two. We're this is the second second episode of season two. Season one ended on an amazing cliffhanger where Kelly Coho told his story and there was no cliffhanger. And then it was we, really good though. I, I it, referred to that reference that night. I thought, yeah. And then and then we we stopped and left yeah. our our loyal listener great, in great in anticipation on. our one listener in anticipation of season 2 which is now here and we're coming at it with a vengeance talking about sort of the same stuff. Uh, so today we we wanted to talk about collaboration a little bit. Collaboration that is happening here in in North Portland, yeah. which is different than collaboration we see in other places in the church. A lot of times in the church, I think collaboration tends to mean you come join our church in what we are doing, mm-hmm. as opposed to let's um, let's collaborate and and do stuff together. So, um, Josh, I think maybe the best place to start would be for you to talk about some of what is what we're doing here or what you see maybe the church could be doing collaboratively and and how we started doing what we're doing here in North Portland because it's really interesting what we have going on here. Yeah. Um, I, I'll just preface this by kind of making a distinction between collaboration and between partnership and that's a distinction that I've made in my head and, and I'll just kind of throw a disclaimer out here. My brain kind of works funny and some of the images that come into my head, you know, might be disturbing for others. That is true. Um, but that that's okay. It's never prevented me from actually saying it and voicing it anyway. And getting in trouble for saying those things. Yeah, I have. So yeah. hopefully this won't get me in trouble, but when I think of partnership, partnership is like this working together, but collaboration for me is on a much deeper level. And the image that I have is like getting in bed with each other where it's, yeah, it's sometimes <laughs> it's hard to know where one thing starts and another thing ends. Oh you know? boy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, um, but it's, it's this intimacy as well where, where there's a, 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 a huge vulnerability that happens where you are truly authentic and genuine when, with each other. That was kind of the theme of uh, the, our last episode with Sam, my sister-in-law, about that authenticity. And, and so collaboration for, for me is, is like I'm, I'm not leaving anything behind. And so we are going to do this together. I think, David, our relationship... Um, just yours and I's and our, our church's relationship with one another is, is modeling that, that collaboration and saying, you know, like what it, and it, it really kind of becomes a, a marriage and in a lot of ways, um, this deep relationship where it's like, what, what is mine is yours. What's yours is mine. And we, we are working together to, to a common end, to a, a common goal. We are on the same team. Um, and there is room, there's room for, individualism in that you know um at at times like we're each going to do our own things separately um but then what are the things that we can genuinely do together um because our 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 goal is the same and uh there is unfortunately there's this oh this undercurrent that exists i think it exists you know outside of the church as well. But in our context, we see it in the church where there's an undercurrent of competition um, where I, I'll i be cordial with you. We can do outreach activities together, um, but we are both gunning for the same people and hoping for these certain people to come to do, our churches. Why do you think that happens? I think it... I, I don't... 
I don't know. I well, I I think there's a selfishness. There's, and I think it's different for different different people. Maybe it's the style of of leaders that the church attracts is this more competitive style. Mm. I am incredibly competitive. Anybody who knows anything about me um, know, knows that that is true. And so it, it's hard to, uh, uh, it's hard not to be competitive in everything I do. There's, there's this competition that is, I don't even realize it or recognize when I'm being competitive, but it, it exists. It's true. And so then it carries itself into, into the church, into the ministry, into the work that I do. Like I, I sure. want to be better than David. Yeah, well, um, it's not hard. Um, I would, I would argue. <laughs> uh, there's a few things. I, I think that it has nothing or almost nothing to do with doctrinal differences right. or theological differences. I don't think that people, yeah, um, that that church members want so-and-so to come to their church because they believe that their church is right, right about the Bible. I don't, I don't think that's why I think it's, yeah, I, th- I, I think it's, think... I think it's mostly ego. I yeah. think, I think there's yeah. an ego to, and pride, ego to and us pride. wanting to be the biggest church. I think there's, yeah, there's a bit of church pride. I think I, I mean, I wouldn't put it all on money, but more people means more money means, uh, more ability to do more things with that money means more people means more money. Like there's, there's kind of a money cycle there, which again is, is part of that ego thing. Uh, so there's, um, we, we use that though, David, we use the doctrinal differences as, as a justification, as an excuse. And I, I think that we are, uh, I, I, I think our intentions are pure because that is the case for some people. Like, let, let's be real. There are doctrinal differences, you know, across, across the board. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. But again, quite frankly, you know, I'm a part of the Wesleyan denomination. You're a part of the the Christian denomination or the... the um, That's right. We are the Christians. Right. And we- <laughs> Oh, trying to explain the denomination it's, that no, you're it's, part of. No, it's, it's interesting because, because there, let me explain denominations to everyone who don't know. Um, there, over, over time, there's been tons of splits in the church. The 33,000 Cath- plus. The Catholics and the Baptists, the Wesleyans and the Methodists, and the, all, all these groups split up. And um, weirdly enough, uh, the, the Christian church came along and became the uh, one right denomination. And that's, <laughs> and that's how the, that's how the church happened. That is 2000 years worth of church history. Um, there, our, there our denomination was right. And everyone else's yeah. is wrong. I, I'm I slowly say, learning that. I, I'm slowly, I'm, I'm slowly like, <laughs> I say that joking and yet, uh, you know, some people yeah. actually feel that way. So it's interesting. So the denominations bit, we will use that as an a, an excuse or a way to justify, but this is me being frank. Like there are more differences between my congregation and other Wesleyan churches than there are between my congregation and your congregation, yep. Yep. as far as like doctrinally. Even though if you look at like our books of discipline or our, our doctrine that's written somewhere, um, like there are differences. But when we get down to the nuts and bolts and the reality and like the pragmatic church there, those differences are not what actually separates us. Right. Yep. And, and they're <laughs> most of the time, and most of the time I, there are moments you see throughout church history where um, denominations will split because of a theological issue. But then as you go forward, um, there's uh, the competition between churches isn't really there because of that issue. They might, they might say that, but again, it, it, like as you dig deeper, it almost always has to do with, I want people at my church because it's my church and I like it yeah. and I'm proud of it. And yeah. I like, uh, I like being the, the big church on the block. I like, yeah, sorry. That is, that is what happens. <sighs> so, Back to kind of collaboration. And, yeah, and we got off on a tangent, our, didn't we? Our experience. Um, that's a good 
it's not yeah. really a tangent. It sets mm-hmm. the foundation, I think, or yep. establishes the conversation. Um, years ago, oh, probably seven, eight years ago, I remember um, telling telling our congregation and feeling very strongly about this. I said, moving forward into the future, all of our church outreach events will be collaborative in nature. I said, like, we, we will not do these kind of one-offs, like, look, look at our church, um, but we will look for ways to collaborate. And and what I started to do, and, and I, I did this more personally and, and, you know, with hopes of people from the church and the congregation to kind of follow and to, to catch on, is I started trying to find what other people were doing and joining them. Mm. Um, and, and that it takes that heart, David, of saying, because we start, when we think of collaboration, we invite people to come collaborate with us. And that, that seems to be more natural in churches. And so it, it was just really impressed on my mind, like, okay, the, the way in which we can break this is if we go collaborate with others by joining what they're already doing. And so we're making the statement, we're stepping out and saying, we want to celebrate what, what you're doing. Um, Cause I connected to that. I, I quickly learned or realized that, you know, if, if my church or if, if, if my local congregation, if we win, by like, or if we're successful, if we grow, but if your church is not growing, then we're not, we're not actually winning because we are on the same team. Again, that, that goal, we, we exist as a, as a Christian church, um, Christian being the, the religion, not the denomination, um, as a Christian church, our goal, our mission is to, to help build God's kingdom. I mean, that there's, there's this marching order that every every Christian church has some mission that is similar to like to love God and love people, the great commandment, and then go make disciples, the great commission. Like those two things, we have fancy words and we title it funny or fun and enticing, and um, but it boils down to that. You know, like th- that is our marching order as a church. So we are working independently more often mm-hmm. to that end, but we're, we're both on the same team. And so if I'm growing my church, but if your church is not growing, then, then we as a team, we're still losing. And so looking at more demographics, more zip code wide. And, and so instead of saying my church is growing, like what is happening on a zip code level and our zip code that we are in nine, seven, two Oh three, has a population of between 30 and 40,000 people, um, which is fairly dense uh, for, for m- most of the country. But then you look at the churches, I'm like, we are not reflecting that. We have in, in 97203, there may be 30 to 40 churches with an average of you know, 50 people. Um, so there is a total untapped... Or, or You're trying not to say market, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, our audience, um, people that are like are not being connected with by any of the churches, and so I can reach, I I, I can work, you know, to connect with a, a few people, but we're not winning unless every one of those thirty or forty churches are winning, and realizing that, recognizing that that. And that's the that's the the collaboration for me that has really taken root. Um, to say, man, I could be successful as, as a church, but if the church, you know, a couple blocks away is not being successful, then am I really? What am I succeeding at? And um, and it, it just it doesn't feel it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Well, and. So when we when we talk collaboration, I al- I also think about how we support what each other's doing and pour into that and how much more effective that is than all of us trying to yeah. do 
exactly the same thing because the beauty of us all having our own churches is that um, we all have different focuses, foci. Uh, I, I think that's right. Like uh, we're, our church is working on this housing initiative right now. Your church is working on a different kind of housing initiative. We have a, we have a church close that focuses a lot on um, race relations. We, we have another church who's very focused on caring for the LGBT community. We have uh, other folks who uh, are reaching out and supporting uh, refugees, others that are um, supporting. And I'm not saying that the other churches aren't doing these things, but these are like focused initiatives, right. one church focusing for the um, immigrant population. And so we can pour into the focused initiatives of each other's con congregations um, through money support, but also people support and also ahead of time planning, like the way all of our pastors get together and, um, and bring up what each other's doing, but also kind of focus on how we can help one another we're a lot more effective in that way. Right. And there's, there are, um, there are situations in which like, um, someone might come to my church and I'm like, what this person's looking for, we aren't going to be able to fill that person in the way that your church might, or the way that, uh, Chad's church might, or the way that Andy's church might, or the way that, um, Karen's church might like, there are um, there are needs that can be better met through some of these other folks, and the fact that we um, all support one another means that we can actually uh, build up and encourage and and meet needs in ways that we couldn't if we're all just doing our own thing. Yeah, and truly, again, focusing on that common goal, I I really. Oh, I want to continue to, to reiterate on, on, on that. Like our goal as a church is not to grow. Our church is not to be successful as our church. Our goal as a church, our target is to see God's kingdom built in North Portland, you know, yeah. um, and to, to see it build and grow in our community. I think and I've, I've, I've thought about this in, in our culture, in our city. Portland is... We we love beer and we love. We, there's a lot of microbreweries um, in in our city, but there there is this interesting culture that exists between all the the different brewers, where they are. You've got different companies that are in competition with each other. Um, they're all trying to make the the best IPA, and from a marketing perspective, it's like well. You know, like oh, it's uh, Breakside is one brewery where they they are competing with Stormbreaker, and they're about they're they're trying to make the best beer so that they have the most customers, and their bottom line is to make money. But something that exists between all, all the different breweries is the collaboration that that happens because really for them. They want to make money, but the bigger goal for them, it, it's this art. They want to make the best beer possible. And so they're collaborating and they're able to celebrate that. And so you actually have, you have breweries that actually like spotlight other people's beer, um, you know, in, in their, in their tap room. They're like, yeah, we have some guest taps here because it's really good and they did a really good job. And, you know, John over there at that, that brewery, like I worked with him and we collaborated on this beer together because they have this common goal to, to make the best beer possible. Instead of, I want to put that brewery out of business. They realize that when we all are, or when, yeah, when everybody is doing well, that everybody is doing well, like there's the, there's more pop-ups happening, you know? And, the the industry is expanding and and so relating that to to churches when we're seeing when we're seeing growth when we do something that that works and then you're able to like to to celebrate that you know like wow Josh that was really great you know like well, 
can we collaborate on that? Or what, what do you think about this? You know, can, can we expand that idea a little bit? And, and realizing that when, um, that, that we can feed off of each other, we can celebrate each other's wins and, and victories and really truly be, be happy with each other. Cause we're on, we're on the same team. And again, we're going towards this, the same goal that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's interesting that propping each other up and, and building one another up. I think that's honestly, that's what I get the most out of here is, um, seeing what other people are doing here and, and just just because of our friendships that we actually have being able to um to show off what what each other's doing being able to push some of our people to help with what each other's doing i think mm-hmm. i think overall the church here has become such a force i mean maybe force is the wrong word it's not no, it's a force. It's a force. Mm. It's in in some respects we're still a little bit under the radar, but we've come become kind of a force in the community because we all um, we all help one another. We all um, we all work together. We're all yeah. pushing one another, and we um, and and yeah, there's this trust, this camaraderie, yeah. where where then I will take a beating for you. You know, and like, and I will have your back. And I, I get, I get beaten down a lot. You, yeah. Well, you, you, it's probably more fair to say like, you'll take the beating for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but with, there's this relationship that exists that says, you know, we, I love you way more than I care about, you know, having a big church or, you know, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, well, and that because that's not the bottom line. Because we're we're not in it for um, the longevity of of my building mm-hmm. or or our own one. None of us, I don't think, really give too much of a crap of yeah. if if like our own personal church keeps going very long. I I I think you know some of us might start out that way. I did, yeah. but now I'm like, well, if 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 God's doing the right things here and that means we have to close fine. Like, yeah, that's, that's okay. And I think most everyone in the area kind of comes to that same conclusion at some point, like the God's work overall is better than what's happening in our own personal areas. Yeah. Another analogy that I'm thinking of is, is a sports analogy. So sometimes maybe is, and this is biblical, um, there's some sports illustrations that, that Paul uses, but we think of maybe, or maybe we operate pragmatically. We operate our church as like a, a, a track meet, um, where we recognize we're all on the same team, but really like we're running a race together. Um, it's not a relay race. It's you're running the 400. I'm running the 400 and we're both, we're both representing the same country or, you know, the same team, but we're also competing with each other as well. So that is that, that sport. That's a very individual sport. And you, there's other like wrestling or tennis. Um, but then you've got team sports like basketball or soccer or football where what with, with soccer, you have 11 players on the field and all 11 players have to be working together. They each have a different position. They each have a different, um, function pragmatically, but they're all working together towards for the common enemy. Like they want to win and beat the other team. Mm -hmm. Um, well then there's a third level that I'm thinking about. And, uh, it's the the league is kind of a, a team as well. I think of like NFL. I think of the NFL commissioner and like the the oh, the the team owners meetings that they have. Like they want everybody to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, that commissioner wants like like okay, well, you've got these two 
two, three, four. You've got these different football teams that are competing with each other. You have the the city pride, but really, I care about the league. And as a commissioner, I want everybody to win because when everybody is winning, there's a bigger fan base. And uh, and so it there is the I, maybe there's some like healthy competition within that um, or friendly competition. Maybe competition is good on some levels in some contexts, um, but getting to that higher level of like, like that commissioner level and commissioner status where we go, we really truly want everybody to win. Um, the coaches, the football teams do not want everybody to win. The commissioner, though, and the owners want everybody to win because then it it expands that uh, that the the market, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of. Here's here's how I think of it. I've been um, at our church. I've been preaching through Revelation this year, which always is weird to talk about, but because I see I see so much of like. Um, if, if you look at Revelation in its, in its context, you see um, the reality of evil and how God is, is working to fight and defeat evil in the world and, um, and how we're called to stay strong in the face of evil. And what all of us here in the area are facing is people, um, people being forced out of their homes mm. because they can't... Um, they can't pay rent or a mortgage that's been um, skyrocketed so that a developer can make uh, $700,000 on, on a little house. Um, we have people who are, um, whose family members died who are sleeping on the street um, and being, uh, being told that they need to move constantly because they're a nuisance uh, when when what they need is to have a have a place to rest, we have people in the area who are um, being arrested and jailed because they they don't have an easy way or a or a possible way and the kind of support to be able to get off the um, the drug use or the alcohol that they're stuck on. We have we have real serious. Mm. Um, situations which mm. I and I and most Christians in the area would call flat out evil. We mm. when um when a lot of churches talk about uh Satan being at work, it's usually they they use examples that pastors use examples that don't really affect them. Mm. Oh, you shouldn't you shouldn't sleep around or you shouldn't mm. cuss or what I don't know what pastors talk about, but but what I'm looking at in the area is just downright um, evil things, be like people in power hurting and oppressing people who have no power, and and structures in society that are hurting people. And and when when this kind of church collaboration happened, it began with um, it began actually with David Brewer saying, "Why do we? Why does every church have a a food pantry?" Yeah. And so. The churches got together to tackle an issue that was downright evil. People being hungry mm. when other people in the area are well-fed. There are people going hungry even though there's plenty of food for everyone. And then, and then everyone got together and they were like, there are people, women, single women who have children who are living in their cars or on the street and who don't have resources or, um, or the tools to be able to get a job and get a home. And so the churches got together and they start yeah. Community of Hope in order to help people um, who, are, who are in a situation that's downright evil. And, uh, and so we, like, this collaboration is is a group of churches getting together and realizing we're not, we're not just up against a, a group of folks who don't want to wake up on a Sunday morning. Mm. We're fighting mm. 
mm. against evil, against principalities and powers that are oppressing mm. people um, in in society mm. here. And if we all get together and we support and help one another fighting evil in all of these different situations, you are working on affordable housing at your church. We are are working on um, transitional housing for homeless folks. Uh, um, Portsmouth Union is also working on uh, affordable housing. Um, Chad has been doing great work um, with with. Uh, race relations in in mm-hmm. his own context. Like there are, Josh has been doing great work in discipleship um, ministry. There is important work being done, and when we support one another, we're fighting. We're fighting evil. We're fighting the work yeah. of Satan in the most effective way possible, and that's. That's a uh, boy. I got preachy there, but that's that's how I'm starting to see it. Like yeah, yeah. we're on a team fighting yep. the the In. <sighs> the worst enemy, just the the reality of evil in society. Going back, so you you mentioned that ego. Let's go back to that. Yeah. How how bad do we want to win? So I'm going to use a sports analogy again. I think of baseball. So you've got a runner on third, and you've got a hitter that comes up, and he makes a sacrificial bunt. He gets out, but the runner at third makes the home run. Who gets the spotlight? The runner at third is the one who scores the winning run. He He's the one who, who gets the spotlight, and the bunter is like, I can't, I, I could never hit a home run. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I just sacrificed myself, you know. Um, but we we want to be that, that runner on third or we want to hit the grand slam. Like we want that ego trip. We want to like, we've got the best food bank, you know, or like we collaborated, we or not collaborated. We were able to, you know, open up our church and we have the, like the, we are serving the homeless and we are doing the best at it, you know, and we are really succeeding at that. And, uh, but it's, are we willing, are we willing to let go of control yeah. for the sake of, of the kingdom, for the sake of defeating evil in the world? Like this, the, the, this enemy that is out there, we are more concerned about our ego, about us looking good, than we are about fixing or, or being a part of the solution, about defeating the actual enemy. Yeah, yeah, and that's what's, um, that's what's so interesting. You talk about um, your own issues with the suburbs, and um, yeah. uh, and I I don't mean to take it back theme. to that. If you if you live in the suburbs, um, Josh thinks that you're the worst kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you if you live in the suburbs, you might this might be good. You might relate to or understand what we're talking about here. Um, the the individualism that exists isn't just a problem of the suburbs it's a it's a mindset of uh, american society and the american yeah. church especially we we want to we want to have our own stuff and our own handle on everything we have we sort of have a savior complex which is ironic because well, we don't sort of we're, we do. we we have a savior complex and we're we're following a savior but we have our own savior complex i remember hearing uh my friend leroy lassen who's uh he, he was a mentor of mine i i call him a friend now but he he mentioned at, at an event one time he realized when he lived in a neighborhood, why do we all have a lawnmower? Like why, why does every garage have a lawnmower? We don't all need a lawnmower. You mow your lawn once a week, max, um, once every few weeks for some people, like we don't, and, and it only takes an hour. Why do we all need our own? And I think that's, that's true of the church as well. Um, we don't, 
we don't all need to be the savior of the world. Jesus is the savior of the world, and we can all come together and um, in support of what God's doing yeah. instead of like being the ones who uh, who fixed a problem. It's it's good to celebrate, but yeah, we we can celebrate all of us. It's I... it's um it's like. I I find it so freeing and liberating for me to to get to a point and to realize that other pastors here get to a point where they're like, if if my church shuts down and God God's work happens, great, awesome. Yeah. Like like if that's if that's the situation, it has to be cool. And I think to be an effective uh, church worker or Christian at all, you have to have that mindset that if God's work happens and right. I didn't do it. Awesome. I think and collaboration level in North Portland, something that makes us unique is I, I think we're kind of forced into it by necessity. Um, we, yeah. we really, yeah. there's only like one or two larger churches in North Portland. They're not even, they're nowhere close to a mega church. Um, and so we are a community of small churches that re- realizing that our capacity is one, maybe two of those ministries, you know? And so like I could do, we as a church, we can do a food bank, but we can't do a food bank and a shelter. There's no way. Um, and, and recognizing that and then having the freedom to be able to, let to to, uh, to communicate that to our people to say hey if i've got somebody in the congregation who's got a heart and a passion for for food um or for ha- like having a food bank or, or a, um, a clothing closet instead of starting a new one i'm gonna say hey here's a church or here's an organization that is doing that why don't you go help them in that that's a better use of our resources. Um, and that's, that's going to be more effective in, in getting, getting the food out, you know, um, instead of recreating the wheel, just go do that. Uh, not all of us need a homeless shelter. Like we need one or two shelters. And so let's all collaborate together. Um, if one building wants, if one congregation says, Hey, you, you know, here's our building. And that's what we've had, you know, over the last couple of years with Portsmouth union, they have hosted our, our winter shelter. Um, like, all right, they've, they've opened up their building, but now let's all kind of collaborate and send volunteers to that and, and own that, you know, as the, as the, the broader church in North Portland, rather than each church saying, Oh yeah, you know, let's let's start our own, you know, uh, uh, warming shelter. Um. And it's, I mean, let's. It's not rosy. Like this is much harder work than just doing it yourself. It's it's oh, much it is. much harder work. We're going with we're, the, yeah, using that image of collaboration and getting in bed with each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's relationships are really they are really hard sometimes. Yeah. Well, and we're um, we're dealing right now. It, it's not even that we're dealing right now. We're always dealing with differences of opinion, differences of thought, differences of theology. Because coming together to serve, even if we're not like doing worship services together, which um, some of our churches won't do, some of them will, and that's fine. But even just serving together, like there's always that hesitation, and there's always going to be that, and so it's difficult, but. Um, we're not doing it because we, um, because it's like for any, to, to prop us up for any reason, we're doing it because it's better for the kingdom. And so we, we, we go forward in that difficulty, but I'll tell you, um, that difficulty is so, so worth it. I, um, I wouldn't have uh some of the friendships i have if if we weren't constantly getting together and i also have found um myself with with some um 
models of how to be a, a Christian, how to be a part of the kingdom that I that I wouldn't have had if I had that competitive spirit. Like I th- I think of Chad and I look at him as someone. Now one of one of the people that I look to. We should have him on sometime. Yeah, season um, two. I mean, he, Chad, he's yeah. going to be on in, yeah. in season two. Something Chad, to look forward to. Chad is great. If if Chad we if we put an episode out with him, listen to it. He's Not he's so if. great. He's he's already we committed. Will. Okay, we got him on the hook. Did we? Yeah. Good. Um, but I look at him and I think this is someone who, who is amazing. Who is amazing, but also who has, um, he's someone who like challenges himself and 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 mm. uh has has not only changed his mind in some ways but has pushed himself to go into uncomfortable situations uh because like as a pastor and to um to make some statements online as a pastor that um he was kind of mm. ad- advised against mm. by some mentors of his because he knows it's it's the right mm. and important thing to do as a pastor. And I mm. look at that and I'm like, that is a model of like what I want to be and who I want to be. And mm. and if I if I had a competitive spirit, I would um I would look at him and his church and just like they've got they've got one of the more um uh, their their church is more of a force in the community than anyone else's, and I would I would look at him in envy, but I just look uh, at him as a as a as a model of some of who I want to be as a pastor, and I think hmm. there's there's definite like hmm. growth and help and benefit that can happen if we if we work at collaboration that wouldn't happen if we don't. Yeah. Um this real and authenticness that we experience like having it's having those conversations that can be really hard it's yeah. having conversations about you know about the lgbtq issue you know or or that conversation that are like quite frankly can be uncomfortable for some it's having conversations with you david and saying hey you like I, I have this, you know, the, this individual who, you know, worshiped with you for a while. Now they're worshiping with me. Um, you know, like that, this, this feels weird. It feels hard, yeah. but like, but then like being able to, to celebrate with each other and also then being able to be frank and saying, man, David, right now, Ike, I'm kind of jealous right now of, of what you're doing, you know? Yeah. And and it seems like God is kind of pouring himself out, you know, at over there right now at 1030s on Sunday mornings. You know, like I would maybe rather be there than, than where I am. And, um, and, and and that's OK. Like realizing that these emotions that are feelings are real. Let's not try to sweep them under the rug. Let's not try to whitewash them. Let's not try to, like, pretend that everything's OK. But let's be let's be real. Let's have these hard conversations but then like work through them and and work together realizing like okay there what are the things how can we help each other how can we encourage one another and how can we work together to defeat evil and yeah. in our community it's it's great have have you seen avengers endgame yeah okay I have. spoilers I mean, for avengers endgame it took me a long uh, i waited till it was out on dvd <laughs> Yeah, it was one um, of the one of the six people who did that. Yeah, so. yeah. If you haven't seen it, I'm gonna try not to spoil it hard. But uh, but I heard the best metaphor, and I feel like this, um, th- this was Andy Goble, who's been on our podcast before. He he said he, we were talking about a housing initiative, a transitional housing initiative that I'm doing at my church, and there was a whole lot of pushback on it at first, and. Uh, he was encouraging me, encouraging me to like keep going, stay strong in um, in what I'm doing. And he said, uh, "You're gonna find that um, as as you keep going, you're gonna feel like you're you're defeated and that there's no um, support. And then the rest of like there there's so many people in the community and the churches and elsewhere who are going to come through these portholes supporting you 
um, in this fight. And mm. honestly, like that's mm. that. And if you haven't seen Endgame, well, uh, there are portholes. Um, but uh, <laughs> there's um, that's that's how I feel about this church collaboration. Like we uh. all we all support one another in each other's individual uh, battles and fights against what um, what. I, I would say what Satan's doing or what what kind of evil exists in the world, these fights for justice in an unjust world. Um, and we're all coming alongside one another yeah. in each other's uh, spaces, which is is rare and can be uncomfortable, but boy, like we've seen God doing some things here that I've never seen in any other place I've ever been. And uh, if, if, if we can be okay with that discomfort, there's, there's some amazing things that can happen here. And we, we see that outside of the church context too, you know, like in, in this may be kind of an intro for another episode later on in season two, there's this trajectory that we're trying to set for this amazing season two of our podcast. Um, but this separation between church and state or between yeah. you know public and, and church and like we we've tried to keep this so separate for so long and and again then realizing you know a lot of you know secular or, or civic organizations they're trying to to end evil in the world as mm-hmm. well and there are opportunities for us not just to partner but quite frankly for us to collaborate even with with them too um, if, if we truly are interested in that, in the end, in, in defeating evil. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, um, what we're doing at our church right now involves, um, some county support and I've, I've struggled with that relationship actually, because there's, uh, we'll talk about this on another episode, but there's, there's a discomfort because so much has been done that's wrong in the world because of the marriage of, uh, church and state, um, Mm. or church and government. And there, there's a lot of wrong that can be done. There's a lot of power that can be misused. Um, but there's a lot of good, we should actually try and have Kevin Palau on too, because that was that was his first thought was um, we need to have this dividing line of church and state. But when we, when we put up that line, everyone runs away from it. Why can't we get up to the line and shake hands across the line? Yeah. Which I think is a beautiful image. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah. A lot more pretty than, you know, getting in bed with each other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He, he's got, he's got better metaphors than you do. Of course his, his dad is uh, like, renowned uh pastor and so he's uh, hey my dad's he, renowned pastor too that's true um he i don't know your <laughs> your dad's pretty chill too how did you end up having all these disgusting metaphors for i don't, I don't know it's my mom's fault <laughs> uh oh man she i think she'd be okay with me saying that yeah well we'll see um so it's we've we've got so much more to talk about about collaboration yeah. but this is uh, this is kind of a jumping off point for some of the things that we want to talk about this season. We've, it's, uh, we've, we've learned a lot just in the few years that we've been working at collaboration. And, um, um, and I know there's so much more that we have to explore, but if you're, if you're listening and you want to, uh, share some of the collaborative stories that you've heard, or if you want to push back on anything that we've said, um, my words are infallible, but Josh, isn't so uh, yeah, it's if, true. I'm if you have <laughs> if you have something uh, to push back on that I am better looking said, than you though that's true he actually so Josh and I switched preaching at each other's churches uh, for a day and he comes in and he says uh, his start of his sermon was I'm better looking than David and the no, whole church no, no, started no, 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 dying no, 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 laughing no, no, no. I said you are a better preacher than I am I put you up first that's true. But, and but then I qualified that by saying, but I am better looking. So yeah, our church died laughing. I got back and they kept they talked about how funny that was, and I was like, yeah, cool, neat, good, good, 
Good content, man. Um, so I've got the face and you've got the words. It's true. I'm not, great, I mean, you're not wrong. Like you are a very good looking guy. Um, but yeah, if you want to share with us, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Uh, I don't unsuccess pod, I think. Um, so you so can something to just before we, before we go out, um, all one is, yes. is the, the church network or collaboration that, that we are part of, um, Interestingly enough, both of us sit on the board for All One um, and are in leadership with that. But All One Community Services dot org is the website. Um, all I is it's All One Community dot org. I think. Um, I don't know. You can Google yeah, All One all, Community. All services. One Community. Uh, I have a I have an email address Josh dot Hawk at All One Community. So I sh- I should know that. Um, all One Community dot org, and you can find us on Facebook as well. But that is yeah that, that that's the 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 collaboration network yeah organization that we we're part of officially yeah yeah it's um uh we wanted to really not only do collaboration but actually have uh a face for this work that we're doing and um uh we like to consider ourselves all the church in north portland and that we're all a part of all one community so that we're not saying I'm David at St. John's Christian church and you're Josh at St. John's right. Wesleyan church and Chad is at university park Baptist church. And like, but we, we are all Avengers. We are all Avengers and we're all coming out of the portholes to support to, one another and trying to beat yeah. Thanos. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cause Thanos is alive and well snapping away at the, I don't know. Oh this boy. is, this metaphor is breaking down. So uh, get in touch with us, contact us, and we're just so excited to be back on this podcast. Yeah, season yeah. two. Yep. So for uh, the Unsuccess Podcast, I'm David. And I'm Josh. And we will see you next time. 